0: A pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Carlos Brown. Here's what's coming up on the guest menu for September the 9th, 2023. Of course, Charles Edmund, uh, co-host, joins us along with the following. Charles Bishop of the Prairie View and m Television Network. He joins us again. He's going to be talking about um, the Jackson State and Southern University football game. A huge, huge matchup coming up at 6 p.m. at AW Munford Stadium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We'll also talk with him about Prairie View and m versus Abilene Christian and their big ball game this evening. Jim Peter of The Advocate. He covers Southern University Athletic. He joins us in hour number one. Also, Back, our regular guest, Coach Van Petaway, and A.D. Willow Brown. Here's simply what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. It gets no bigger. It's officially called the Pete Richardson Classic, although many people call it the Boombox Classic because of the two great bands. But the Pete Richardson Classic, the 2023 edition, Southern University, and Jackson State, they get it on tonight also the jaguars opened the 2023 football season on a uh, somber note very disappointing note they dropped a 14 to 10 decision to uh, alabama state we'll look at that that's what's trending on the colos brown show we'll introduce uh, charles eppman of the uh, alcorn state radio network
1: charles can you hear me good morning Good morning. We're here in Freeport. I can hear you loud and clear. Well,
0: welcome once again to the Coles Brown Show. And uh, we'll start off uh, this show, of course, talking about uh, the Pete Richardson Classic, Southern and Jackson State. Now, you have to get accustomed this year of playing Jackson State early on in the season. Home opener also for Southern University. Both teams are coming off of uh, disappointing losses. Jackson State losing to FAMU. FAMU finally gets it done in a dominating fashion, although some will say it was a tale of two halves, but the first half very dominant uh, for FAMU. For Southern University, quite simply, took the opening drive that they got the football, went down the field with ease, 7 0. Then they give up a big play on defense. Then they come back and kick a field goal, and, and you're up ten points. Score didn't get anything else after that. So very disappointing. So, but it doesn't take away from the magnitude of this game. Now we talked before the show. No, this game doesn't count in the conference standings. Alabama State game didn't co- count in the conference standings. But guess what, Charles Edmond. This game matters because it is a huge rivalry. And if this team doesn't get it done, they go off, they start the season zero and two. Yeah, swag championship goals are still in play here, but it won't sit well with the Jaguar Nation. So a must win, I've heard that cliche. They got to get it done. A hard sellout at AW Mumford Stadium. 30,000 perhaps inside the stadium, another 100,000 outside the stadium. It is going to be huge. And you you, you don't need any motivation by both sides. To me, this is the most intense rivalry on Southern University's schedule. I understand the Bayou Classic. I understand State. I understand Alcorn. You got to win the week, one week at a time. But as far as intensity and passion, this is it, Charles. And if they don't get it done today, somebody that you're looking at is going to be in a nasty mood for at least two or three weeks. And
1: that's me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, yes, I think regardless, whoever loses this game, someone's going to be in a nasty mood. Of course, for you, if the Jaguars lose, um, it, it was, you know, I had Southern to win the game last week. And I thought the offense kind of improved at the end of last season. And I thought the Jaguars would put some points on the board. And I was just looking at the game, looking at the stats in the third quarter. No yards, two interceptions, two fumbles lost. I mean, five takeaways by Alabama State. I mean, you're just not going to win football games like that. Yes, it was a great start, but you fizzled. And so it was disappointing. You give Alabama State their props. But we talked about it leading into the season. The continuity at the quarterback position. You know, Blood got the start. He will start today. According to Eric Dooley, he says he's sticking with him. And I know there's some conversation there. Uh, But, you know, it is disappointing as far as just what didn't happen offensively. You got to give Southern's defense their props. They hung tough. But offensively, Mm -hmm. you got to get more out of it than what they got out of it. And now, you know, the question is for this week, you're playing your number one rival. And it's it's really to me, it's you talked about the boombox classic it's the get off the mat classic for me which team's going to get off the mat both teams were knocked down both teams were knocked to the canvas which team's going to get up next uh, this week get off the mat and you know for southern you start out 0 2 and we talked about it it doesn't count in the standings and i understand hey you want to win the week and all of that and your goals are still intact but you got to figure out a way to get it going and you're at home there's a lot of pressure Can Southern win a big home early season game? Can they do that? And I think we'll find out today at six o'clock.
0: Well, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I'm sure if I'm wrong, people will tell me uh, under coach Dooley year two, I don't think they've lost a home game. Now on the road's been a different story. And let's say if Southern doesn't win this game tonight, heaven forbid, then In the two-year period, well, year and a half, seven and seven overall. So, one of the things we want to look to offensively, this offense under Coach Dooley has been very erratic to me. Offensively, you were promised an explosive offense. And so, we've looked at within now going into game 14. We really haven't seen that consistent explosive offense. Tonight would be a, a good time to get it going to be honest with you. Um, Running the football, I I thought last week, you got to be committed to doing a better job running the football. That takes some of the pressure off. Yes, Harold Blood missed some uh, open receivers. I I saw them. You just got to get a better performance. And what happens is the defense played pretty good. But if the offense is three and out, not consistent, then the defense gets tired. They're on the field a lot. And, and you know what? You kind of saw that throughout the conference, and boy, what a uh, bad outing for the conference. Those those teams that played up, I understand, but across the board, not a lot of happy campers. But that was last week. This week, you got to get it started. What is the old cliche? The most improvement is from game one to game two. That happens most of the time. We'll see. We'll have uh, some specific breakdowns of of what Southern must do, uh, keys to victory. Also with Southern University, again, we talked about a hard sellout. Um, The atmosphere is going to be great. You've got 30,000 in that stadium. You can't disappoint them. And that's the way I I, I look at it. It's also a lot of uh, crews are going to be at the game across the board. It's going to be huge. You can't beat this atmosphere. Tailgating, all of the good stuff that's going on. Everything is ripe for an outstanding football game. And hopefully you're going to get a outstanding uh, football. Coach T.C. Taylor um, coming into Baton Rouge, but no stranger bringing his team. Again, they they were dominated. But most of that game last week against FAMU, they're not going to be in a good mood. You know, yeah. the, the rivalry speaks for itself. Yeah. Rattlers ready to dominate the swag at another level. Striking from the top. Yeah, That's a FAMU uh, grad there. Anyway. <laughs> Toot your horn. You, you can do it. You finally got over the hump against uh, a Jackson State. But um, Jones' Alabama State team, you know, we, we talked about what Southern didn't do. Let me just say this, and I should have said this at the top of the show. Congratulations to Alabama State. Defensively, a very nasty team. They, they got it done. They made adjustments. And, and one of my keys to victory for Southern is you're going to have to be able to make in-game adjustments. Alabama State, after that first drive, they, they got it done. They got after Southern. And you're going to have to counter those uh, adjustments. But congratulations to Alabama State. Offensively, Davis looked like an All-American for some parts of that game. But the strength of Alabama State defense is still the defense. And uh, congratulations to them. They got it done.
1: Three words as far as Alabama State is concerned. They're coming. I think it started last year with the Miak Swack. And they just slowly have built the thing, slowly but surely, quietly. Eddie Robinson Jr. is doing a nice job there. They won at Texas Southern last year, game in which they trailed and rallied and won. They're coming. And I think last week is another proof. They're coming. Um, you know, So I, I, I congratulate them. Their defense is, is really good, kind of a reflection of Eddie Robinson Jr., who was a defensive guy at Alabama State so that that defense is 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 nasty you know you they can bend but don't break southern jumped out early and you saw what happened from there even though for the jaguars a lot of self-inflicted wounds in that game last week so don't sleep on alabama state and because of the fact that a lot of people aren't talking about them right now with every win people will talk about them even more so this was a big win for them we'll we'll see what happens going forward but you know, congratulations to, uh, to, to Alabama State. And, and you're right, Carlos, about, you know, the rest of the games in the league. Of course, we lost to USM. You know, it was tough. It was tough offensively. Um, defensively, we played with a lot of heart and pride. You know, the talk on social media about us scoring, you know, USM scoring 70 points, that didn't happen. I thought our pride and our effort and grit kept that from happening. And so, you know, that was, it was tough, but we, we played hard. But some very disappointing games in the league, as you talked about. Texas Southern blew a 17 point lead. And I know Charles Bishop will talk about that, but that was, you know, I had Texas Southern winning the game and I was very confident that they were gonna pull away in that game. And we talked about Andrew body, you know, which body will show up three interceptions, 350 total yards of offense. That's wonderful, but three interceptions. And we talked about it last week and a lot of people are on him. Is he the guy? to get it done i think he is um it's been a lot of attacks on him to the point where his mother's even gotten involved you know, his mother's on twitter following everything that's being said about her son uh. and uh, but a very 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 debilitating loss for texas southern and what makes it worse is that they've got two non-conference games on the road this week in the next two weeks Toledo today and they play at rice you know, coming off a brutal loss, Texas Southern only has one rival. Let's just be honest. I mean, Southern and TSU is a good rivalry, but the the, the rivalry game for Texas Southern is preview. You lost that game, and so how do you bounce back from that after blowing a 17-point lead? You got to win the week. You got to mentally refocus. And I know it's going to be tough for Coach McKinney making that tough trip up to Toledo, but uh, you know that's that was a disappointing loss. Obviously, Grambling losing it late. And so, you know, we, we we look at some tough losses around the league and, and you're right. Some teams just kind of had it right there and just couldn't quite get it done. And obviously some disappointing losses as well. So I totally agree with you that there was some some brutal times in the SWAC in week one, but you got a lot of football in front of you.
0: I'll just say this and then we, we have to get to a, a, a timeout. That's right. Game Time Live will be streaming from ASU right after the show. Stay tuned. Some of the teams looked the same in the beginning of the season the way they they looked at the end of last season. And you really didn't see a a big improvement. You talk about Texas Southern. My question was defensively. Can they get it done? In body we trust. Do we have pieces around them? review no one's really talking about them as much 37 points Texas Southern so some of the same question marks I had at the end of last season I still have them across the board for most of the teams so week two we'll see if I'm gonna see that improvement that I was expecting to see at the end of last season some teams are struggling offensively Wow Charles making no passing yards. In the first half, zero, none, not good. Blood, missed some open receivers, 50% passing, got to be better than that. You got to challenge everybody to get better offensively. On that note, we'll take a, a timeout. When we come back, first guest of today's show, Charles Bishop joins us to give us that special look of Jackson State. He's a JSU alum. And um, the historicalness of the rivalry between Southern and Jackson State, it gets they, – Charles, they just darn right don't like each other. It's a healthy dislike between the two families. <laughs> so we have to just, you know, call it the way it is. But it is one of the most intense rivalries in college football. He joins us next. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network.
1: I'm returning to Clinton, Paris and Tampa's my community. I
5: grew up here, went to school here and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton, Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt.
4: and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash
5: empowermentJAX. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time, so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact me, Tammy Haynes, your local agent, for a free personalized insurance quote. Allstate, are you in good hands?
4: From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
0: As you can see, welcome back to the Coles Brown Show. Boy, last year, I believe that was game one last year. (laughs) On my birthday, Southern and Jackson State, you can kind of see the intensity there coming in on the sideline. Oh, boy. It is always a special time. A special time. First guest of today's show, Charles Bishop. Charles? Someone says, and I think it was a family guy in, in the uh, EA. Please ask Brother Bishop about it. it. Ain't no fun when the Rattler got the
5: gun. <laughs> hey, <wow. laughs> hey man, they've been waiting for two years to say that. So, uh, to the two,
6: <laughs>
0: shots fired, shots Here's fired. Yeah, way. wow. With between FAMU, Jackson State, Southern, Allcorn, the fans always have a great time. Uh Bishop, welcome back uh to the Coles Brown show. Glad to have you. Um, this rivalry, Southern and Jackson State, it is intense. You can use a lot of adjectives. Um, I, I know you wish you could be in, in Baton Rouge, but you'll come later in the season when Purview visits. So uh, talk about th- th- this rivalry uh between two HBCUs in the state capitals of their respective state. Uh, The fan bases are alike. Great bands, just great atmospheres. What does it mean to to you as a JSU alum?
5: I mean, this rivalry, man, it's everything. And and I, I had to literally think about it this morning. This is literally the first time in 28 years that I have not been at the Jackson State Southern game. So uh, obviously I'm enjoying a broadcast with Privy, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a rivalry rivalry. Unlike any other, Uh, like you said, two fan bases that don't, they mirror each other so much, but they don't care for each other. Like first cousins, they're competitive first cousins uh, with regards to everything. So uh, it is just a fun, fun rivalry from the, from all throughout the athletic department to the bands uh, even when I was on the Honda Campus All-Star Challenge Boat team, I, hey, we wanted to be Southern. So <laughs> it just it
0: extends throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and, and my best friend sent me a text message. He was out early this morning. He was at, uh, in Baker, a suburb of Baton Rouge, and um he saw a guy with a Jackson State shirt on. And so they shook hands nicely. That's very good. And he said it pumped him up for today's game. And those, I mean, all these different little side stories we could talk about the first time that I ever attended a Southern Jackson State game in Jackson. Um, It's just tremendous. It, It really is.
5: Well, Carlos, I say thankfully the Statute of limitations has passed on my freshman hijinks on on whatever I might have done in Bam Rouge, so uh, <laughs> that tells you how big a robbery it is, <laughs> right? It, it, tre- tremendous robbery.
0: Um, both teams coming off of uh disappointing losses, and I won't say which loss is m- the most disappointing because to each fan base it's disappointing. I don't think it. It, it makes the, the rivalry or the intensity of this upcoming game any less that both teams are coming out for losses because it is what it is. It it, it will be an intense. And for somebody, it's a, it, it's a chance to get a win. And for whoever loses the ball game. Wow. They're on a two game losing streak early on in, in the season.
5: Yeah. And like you mentioned, uh, you, you, you got to get the win in this, in this game right here. Uh, this will be huge because I believe uh, Jackson state has an FBS opponent coming up and uh, you know, Southern uh, the road doesn't get any easier, but uh, I tell you what, uh, both fan bases were humbled a little bit last week, uh, especially when you take a look at Jackson state, losing orange blossom classic uh, team that they they've handled for the past couple of seasons uh, and humbled uh, family last year, but, this year the roles were reversed. You take your hats off to Coach Willie Simmons uh, because you take a look at that game, especially last week, with regards to Jackson State. They whooped Jackson State up front. Offensive line and defensive line really punched them in the mouth from the word go, and uh, it was it was day.
0: Yeah, and, and you know I me and Charles was talking earlier, and Charles brought up the point that you know for, for Southern the first two games are you know not confident. games. They count overall in the standing. But I, I, I said, Charles, good luck. The Jaguar Nation, they, they hear that, they see that. But well, guess what? They, they're not in a good mood. Yeah. After, after that loss, so this game, uh, it's, it's still very, very important, Charles. Um, yeah. They lose, they zero and two. It's not a conference game, but boy, it, it sets a nasty mood going forward.
5: Yeah, but it does set a nasty. Uh... Taste in your mouth going forward, and you almost have to remind fan bases that you know we're two games in. It's not the end of the world, but yeah, it's a lot riding on this game for uh, definitely Southern's fan base, uh, Jackson State's fan base uh, as well, because their their fan bases are just so aggressive, especially when you t- take a look at uh, them from a social media aspect. Uh, uh, they really are uh, go after each other and go after everybody in the conference. So uh, not only is it just huge for both teams, but the psyche of the fan base. They, they got to get this W today. Charles Edmund, you
0: if you could talk to the Jaguar Nation, and, and since you are, try to convince them that, hey, this game is important. It counts overall, but it doesn't count in the Stanley. But good luck on that one. I, I think they're still going to be in a nasty mood unless it's a W at, at 930 tonight.
1: I do understand the passion. I do understand the energy. I do understand the synergy. But what is the overall goal? Yeah. The uh-huh. overall goal of the Jaguar Nation, Carlos, you've been crying and you've been, you were at the Celebration Bowl. Man, I wish my team was here. You know? Uh-huh. Sure the goals, no matter what happens tonight. And I understand we're in the moment. And as fandom, as fans, we live in the moment. And in the moment right now, it's Southern and Jackson State. But I, I'm, this is just me, and I might be the only one on the planet that feels this way. I give credit to Roman Banks for putting this schedule together. Bama State and Southern, you, you're getting the best from – Bama State's one of the top three teams in the league. Jackson mm-hmm. State, top two teams in the league. They're giving you your best shot, and you're getting to see exactly where you stand or where you don't stand early so you can make the corrections and adjustments as you go forward in the games that do count. Because if you take advantage of this, get exposed right now, and it doesn't count on paper, and you run the table, you're going to be congratulated, and I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, Roman Banks, you did a heck of a job with this schedule because you got a chance to see where your team was early on against two good conference teams. You make your adjustments. Now, whether Dooley does that, I don't know. But clearly, when you have that type of schedule, I wish Alcorn had that type of schedule. Which we played Florida AM and – but Thune-Cookman early on, the game doesn't count. And you get to see where we are. And then you run the table in the West. I would love to have that kind of schedule. I mean, it's not happening. But I think for the Jaguar Nation, yes, this was unexpected. Yes, you started fast last week. But you can't have five turnovers. You can't have the miscues that you had last week. The question of whether Blood's your quarterback. Just like Tyler Macon, you talked about it. Zero passing yards. He had the 75-yard run, which was electric last week. Tyler Macon will start today. Fred McNair confirmed to me the other day. He will start. He didn't do anything to lose that spot, even though Aaron Allen, the backup, did well. So, yeah, team's got to get it going. Southern's got to get it going. Jackson State got hit in the mouth. And I said this, Charles Bishop, this is the the get-up-off-the-canvas game. Which team's going to get up off the canvas? Is it going to be Jackson State? Is it going to be Southern? The pressure's still on Dooley, Carlos. T.C. Taylor, yeah, this is first year. Yes, yes. Good win against South Carolina State. Bad loss last week. How do you respond? But the question for Dooley is, can he get his team to the next level? And we'll see. Playing at home, we'll see. All, all I'm saying is that this game could could help you in terms of seeing where you are. You win, it propels you. But if you keep making these mistakes in games like this at home, what's going to happen when you go to Allcorn? You go to Pine Bluff. We'll see. But I'm just saying, this is a big game for Southern in terms of just trying to see where you are. But I'm looking at the bright side for Southern. It don't hurt your own paper. I would right. love to – I think every team in the league would love to have that. I mean, just in my opinion, I might be wrong, but I think uh-huh. every team would love to have the schedule that Southern had. question is, you're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, and, and well,
5: yes, it's like an NFL two preseason games is that is what it amounts to. So, But, you yeah. know
0: – but I, I, I understand that, but I, I really don't. And, and, I, and I wish every game would count as a conference. And I understand um, those two teams rolled off the schedule. So, you know, why not play them? But I just hope it's not an every year situation. Hmm. But, it counts, but it counts overall. And, and the mindset is this, you got to win the week. And that's what they have to do. You know, I don't know if I wish everybody had that type of schedule, but let's just be honest. When someone rolls off a Southern schedule, what happens? Teams would want to play, especially when Southern travels to the respective stadiums. You know, the Jaguar Nation travels very well, among other teams in the conference. So, yeah, it's a good problem to have. But in the grand scheme of things, I, I wish these games counted in the conference. But they don't. So we must move on. They've got to win yeah. today. And I still say, if you go down 0-2, yeah, your goals are still ahead of you. That is all the politically correct things to say and nice. And it is true. But if you 0-2 and two start off the season, then the Margin of error is like this. I, look, it's no space in there. Yeah, you got to win out, and then everyone, everyone is kind of doubting this football team. So it's 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 huge. It it really is. It's a it's it's a huge game. Now with Jackson State, Charles uh, coming into this ball game, Jason Brown, someone in the chat room just asked, uh, what's the health status of of Jason Brown playing today?
5: Yeah, I think Jason Brown is a starter until uh, otherwise, but uh, you want to see him get off the mat uh, like Charles mentioned uh, this week because uh, they got after him pretty good last week uh, in terms of that family defensive line, but uh, you know, I, what I want to see from Jackson State's offense this week is, can they get back to that up-tempo offense that we saw against South Carolina State? That was kind of surprising mm-hmm. that they did not go uh, up-tempo uh, against Fandu last week. And, I, and and just rhythmically, they were just kind of out of sync offensively. So that's going to be a huge thing that I'm looking for to tonight with regards to Jackson State. And then offensive line. can They have two good, really good running backs in Irv Mulligan and J.D. uh uh, uh, J.D. Martin, uh, but uh, can those guys can they get off tonight? Because I think that helps everything with regards to Jackson State's passing game. Can they up and run the ball against a stout uh, Southern defensive line?
0: and You know, it's interesting, Charles Bishop and, and Charles Edmond. I wanted to say Charles and Charles <laughs> um, uh, with, with, with Southern University. Same thing. I, I think it's one of my keys. They they got to establish the run. And if it's not successful early on, still commit to getting the carries. But you you've got to establish the run because if you got to sit back and become one dimensional throwing the football, then I think it's easier for the defense to kind of just sit back in the ears and, and come come after uh Harold Blood. So some things never change. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to run the football, and you got to be balanced. On uh, offense, and with Jackson State, especially a young man who transferred in from Walford, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And, and I, I agree with you, you're gonna have to get after Jason Brown because I don't think no quarterback is comfortable when they're running for their lives or to get a lot of pressure put on them. So that that's going to be interesting, uh, as well. Defensively, second half, Jackson State performed much better overall against FAMU defensive for Jackson State. What do you think uh, they're going to try to uh, execute on Southern University just to make them one-dimensional?
5: First and foremost, and you touched on it, making them one-dimensional. you got to be able to stop the run. I think that was a huge thing last week with Alabama State. The stat that jumped out for me, uh, Southern only 68 yards rushing. And they have uh, great running backs, especially when you take a look at Gary Qualls in the backfield with with Kobe Dillon. Uh, So that is going to be huge, I think, for Jackson State in terms of, uh, like you said, trying to make Southern one-dimensional uh, and coming after the quarterback. The thing that jumped out for me last week with regards to Jackson State's defense, uh, they just never got to Jeremy Moussa. He was comfortable back there. Only one sack last week. Of course, you know, mm. the, hallmark, the hallmark of Jackson State defense the past two years is they did make you one-dimensional. They stopped the run and they got after the quarterback and it made life a lot more uh manageable on the defensive side of the ball. So, can they get after can can they can they stop a very good southern ground game and then start pinning their ears back, come after Harold Blood? That's something that I'm keeping in the back of my head. And special teams last week, it was woeful. Uh there's no other way to say it. Uh can they get up off mad with regards to uh not just take our turns? Jari Sheree really had a field day against Jackson State last week.
0: It's it's gonna be interesting because you, you look at both teams and one of the things I said uh, offensive for Southern university, this offense um, to the Jaguar nation was promised an explosive offense, you know, consistently each and every week right now, they haven't done that. Um, you know, could be for multiple reasons. You, you know, last week, the opening drives, they went to the tight end. Um, you didn't see a lot of back back outs as, far as involved in the offense. And so, yeah, you know, Joseph said, "Duda makes himself one-dimensional." It's time now to to really step up offensively and see if this office can be explosive. You got a lot of weapons, yeah. You know, so you got to utilize them. And yeah, if this doesn't happen this week, then it's going to be even more pressure. Uh, uh, as the person in the chat room talked about. Uh, and, and you, you kind of hear that, you know, can you make adjustments? Are, are you too one-dimensional? Balance on offense is, is the best uh, advertisement for this this offense and, and to execute and, and and get it done, Charles Edmund.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, that's why when people talk about Alcorn, my team, how we always have been able to run the football. And the thing is we stick with the run even when it's not working. It wasn't working last week with the exception of the one big run that Tyler Macon had, but we still stay with it. And of course we fell behind. So how committed are you? If you have a good running game, how committed are you just to stay with it, even though it might not be working at the time because it does make you one dimensional, but you still have to run the football. You still got to keep the defense honest. How patient are you to stay with it? And I think that that's the key for a number of teams across the league. Cause you, you do see teams get pass happy a lot. And of course, when you're doing that, you know you, you set yourself up. So you got to be able to run the football at least to keep the defense honest. I think and Carlos, you always you know promoted the running back room for Southern University, and they've got a bunch of really good backs. The mm-hmm. question is, will they be Will they be utilized more so to keep that Jackson State defense from being as aggressive? Because if they're pass happy, Jackson State's gonna come after you. But I, I want to ask Charles Bishop. I watched the game last week, and it just mm-hmm. seemed. You know, was Florida A&M just that good or was Jackson State overall just out of rhythm, out of sorts? I didn't see the same synergy, the same energy from Jackson State, you know, the fire and brimstone that I saw in Atlanta. So I don't know. I mean, you you kind of know how those dynamics work with your team. Was it just more FAMU or just Jackson State just didn't bring it? I think it's a little
5: bit of both. I mean, I think uh, T.C. Taylor touched on the fact that he didn't uh, that that team was not as up. Uh, and for whatever reason, uh, you know, maybe you buy into the headlines a little bit, and that's unfortunate because uh, Jackson State for the past two years has definitely had a, a target on their back, but uh, it kind of goes into you just can't roll out the theme and that's, that's the end of it. You can't just guard the yard. Mm. That's that. No. Uh, Flam, you came out and punched him in the mouth from the jump. So, you know, you have to come with it first quarter throughout. I think they stabilized things uh, in the second half. I think the defense did a much better job, but uh, it was almost as though you know we're here we got the Texas State brand that's that uh, and FAMU was not hearing any of that I think they definitely had a, a bigger chip on their shoulder <laughs> uh, and they set the tone on marks Baylor 96 yards from the jump yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. and in the, the previous year 59 to three um, yeah and, and we were talking about if not this year when. And so um, I agree with you, fam. You had the a, a, a bigger chip on their shoulder, and and I also agree, you, it could be two things at once. And, and in this case, fam, you wanted. I think Jackson State came out, and hey, they were confident, but fam, you took it to them, and they got it done. Uh, Bishop, if Jackson State wins a ball game tonight, it will be because of what.
5: Uh, They played fast. They played uh, uh, back control defense. I think that was one of the things uh, uh, that was touched on a couple times this past week by uh, TC Taylor. But uh, for me, if that running game gets off, it opens up so much for Jackson State. And you really kind of saw that uh, in the first week against South Carolina State. uh, It really opened up things downfield for a guy like Rico Powers who can fly. Uh, for a guy like Ir uh, uh, Sp- Spencer, uh, Isaiah Spencer, I should say, who can fly downfield. You get a chance to see that team. Guys like JD Martin and Irv Mulligan are pounding you in between the tackles. Uh, so that would be huge for me to see if they can do that. Uh, but if they get the running game up and going, I think that just means the world for this Jackson State offense.
0: Have to do this quickly. Furview hosting Abilene Christian, a big victory, uh, overcoming a 17 point deficit last week. Uh, Where does Purview sit mentally now playing uh, out of conference, which we desperately need to win for a conference at home against Abilene Christian?
5: Plays into the theme that Coach Buck McDowell has been talking about all camp, finish the game. And this was a team that was down 34-17 late in that ball game. And somehow, some way, they made the plays in the fourth quarter to send it in overtime and win the ball game. But uh, psychologically that uh, they believe now. They believe that they're conditioned. All, uh, all. And that's one of the things that Coach McDowell touched on. Uh, he thought they were the fresh team going down the stretch. And he said, you know, putting guys through the paces of this triple-digit uh, degree uh, uh, camp, uh, that really paid off with regards to their Prairie team last week. Uh, and once they settled down, they started making plays. And you take a look at both, both teams, they really match up very well. Both veteran offensive lines, big offensive lines, both teams like to run the ball. And and Coach McDowell said it's going to come down to some one-on-one matchups because uh, both teams at at times, they're going to have to slide safeties down because uh, you're trying to get that extra man in the box to try to protect against the run who can win their man-to-man matchups down deep and and get some big plays over the top.
0: Well, I'll have my prediction. Uh, Thanks for that information uh, later in the show. And uh, we we have some guest uh, predictors. And um, I didn't do too bad last week. Um, didn't get them all, but hey, in the uh seventy-five to eighty percent percentile, so
7: I, I, <laughs> can't
0: I, I, that. I'll take that. <laughs> no, can't beat that, Bishop. Appreciate you once again. Have a great broadcast tonight, and um pulling for pulling for prayer of Got to win these non-conference matchups. Oh, they really need it. Take care. Take care. Take care. All righty, we're, boy, we are overdue. 11-44. Uh, for a, our next guest, we're going to take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, Jim Klein, Peter. He's got his keys of victory uh, for, for Southern University. But we'll talk about Southern and Alabama State last week, the mindset coming into uh, this week with Jackson State. Up next, Jim Klein, Peter of The Advocate. You're watching the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network.
3: Itchy Squirmy
4: Scratchy Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong Go get him! It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture Your family can use less While still getting clean
8: Goodbye itchy squirm
4: Hello clean bottom (laughs) (laughs) We all go, why not enjoy the go with Charmin?
3: At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interests and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THamptonLaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 4074941471. 494 1471 THamptonLaw.com Nope. Nope. Want
7: him?
1: Ooh,
5: I like him. Quick the quicker picker-upper bounty picks up messes quicker and each sheet is two times more absorbent so you can
1: use less he's an eight he's a nine bounty the quicker picker upper
4: from novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
3: Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers, trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12, enroll now for the fall.
6: Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown show right here on the black college
0: sports network. Before we get to our next guest, that'll be Jim Klein, Peter, um, 166 yards passing that's net for Southern 69 yards rushing total offense, 62 plays, 235 yards, Alabama state 266 yards Net yards rushing eighty six for Alabama State. Net yards passing for Alabama State one eighty. So defensively, uh, you take those numbers that Southern gave up. They really played uh, well, minus a few hiccups. But um, got to got to improve offensively, and it could start Saturday. Introducing now Jim Klein Peter. He covers Southern University athletics for the Advocate. Jim, good morning to you, sir.
2: Good morning, guys. Good
0: to see y'all. Good to see you. And um, I know you're getting to campus early because uh, Jackson State, say no more. It's going to be a very festive atmosphere. But if we can, if we can, Jim, your thoughts and perspective on last week's ball game, the loss to Alabama State, 14 to 10.
2: You know, it was one of those games uh, Southern was in it right till the end because they were only one play from taking the lead. Um, The defense had a few problems in the first half, mainly just getting off the field because they only allowed seven points. And I can't argue too much about that, but they, uh, they couldn't get, uh, they had, they gave up a couple of really long drives and I think uh Southern's offense only had the ball three times and they scored twice. Uh, so, um, you know, I, disappointing. Uh, we haven't seen this Eric Dooley offense, you know, it, it, we're waiting and uh, we really didn't see it except maybe on a couple of occasions last year. Um, and it just did not come together last year and it, uh, and I, I, you know, you've got a new quarterback, so you got to, I guess he's, and I think he's going to be more comfortable this time uh, in, in his own stadium. Uh, that's Harold blood I'm talking about. So yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit better uh, overall offensive effort this week.
0: That's, that's a valid point, Jim. Valid point. You know, the explosive offense, we haven't seen it. i I jotted down some notes and I, and I could just call it what, what we found out or what I found out. And let's see, everyone can agree or disagree. It's uh that type of show southern must improve offensively be consistent and finish defense can be special must improve getting off the field on third down and southern must be able to commit to run the football and have uh some some success and the jaguars must finish ball games 60 minutes anything's way off base with that jim you agree or disagree with some? Oh, of that? that's yeah.
2: That, those are pretty basic, uh, because they their running backs last week averaged two point seven yards a carry, and you're just it's just no good. I, I mean, if you took out if you took out Blood's uh, rushing yardage, you don't have much of a run game. And um, I mean, uh, I'm thinking maybe we overestimated the offensive line. Uh, they've got some. They got some players that started last year, but really they didn't play as much as you might think. Um, four guys that uh, started at times. Some of those guys maybe started four games and didn't and didn't play that uh, you know all that as much as it looks like they mm-hmm. might. Have. So maybe that's yeah, just something that takes some time to come together. Uh, playing with a first-time starting quarterback. So um, all those things. Uh, the first game, you make a lot of your mistakes and. You usually, I mean, coaches like to say this, um, you make the most improvement from the first to the second game. Well, Southern's offense has a lot of uh, a lot of room to improve. Yeah, a,
0: a, a lot of room. And, and as I stated earlier, also give credit to Alabama State. You know, defensively, I heard and have seen last year that they were strong. It seems like they've even improved more. So you got to give credit to Alabama State. But then also two things can be true at the same time. Southern has a lot of room for improvement, particularly uh, uh, on the offensive line quarterback, and you got the pieces in place. Now it's just a matter of, of, of getting it um, getting it done. Now, Jim, with the Jackson State team coming off of a loss, Southern coming off a loss, I don't think it, it, it takes away from the significance of this game. One of the things we've been talking about, well, it doesn't count in the conference, Southern goals are still ahead of them. I understand that. But boy, this, I don't know. To me, this game is, it's still important. It's really important to showcase improvement and getting things done.
2: Absolutely. Because Southern starts conference play the following week. Um, You better have a, you know, your, your flaws. you, You better have a, a, an understanding, at least an understanding of them and uh, some control over what you're going to do about them. And, um, Southern has got to score more than twice in a game. Uh, it's just you, 10 points. And you just not going to win in, in in too many games. You got to score 24 or more. Um, and even that's not always <laughs> enough in a swag game. So yeah. And, and I don't, you know, I don't want to blame everything on, um, Harold blood. I think there were some things he did pretty well. And I think he, he can still be a the quarterback that helps that, that, that they need. Um, he's got to get some help and he's got to, his, his wide receivers have got to help him. Um, you know, I, I know there was one throw that he made that uh, he, he double pumped. He just hesitated just long enough when, when that when he threw the ball got batted down, it would have been a touchdown if he, if he just throws the ball on first instinct and, that's that comes with playing experience because you don't want to make a mistake. But he had his man open, hesitated just a fraction, and the defensive back was able to run over and knock it down. Those are the kind of things you you hope you see him uh, eliminate. And,
0: and then if you go back, Charles, um, the the first drive you saw them go to the tight end a couple of times. Um, they, they 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 did a good job of getting the balls to playmakers. And then it seems like, hey, it, it went away after that. But, again, that, you have to give Alabama State some credit. They made some adjustments. But with that being said, hopefully, guys, this offense uh, will we'll get some help. So, as you stated, it won't just be all on, on, on hair of blood, but utilize every weapon that you have because I think you're going to need it against a, a very tough uh, Jackson State defense.
2: Are you talking to me or Charles?
1: either oh, one either yeah one. yeah i mean i i think clearly um for me just settling the quarterback down a little bit is is definitely the, the key you're running back you're running game a quarterback's best friend you know we struggled with that against usm last week and so i think you know when you have a, a starter in Tyler macon or Harold blood, whatever the case you gotta you got to get settled in and it just took a little longer for us it, even though Southern got up to a really good start, you got to stay committed to what you do in running the football. And even though, as Jim, as, as you mentioned, he had some receivers up there. I, I have a question, though, in terms of, you know, there's questions about the situation there with, with blood starting. And Dooley said he's going to start again this week. What, do, what, what are your thoughts about that? Is it too early to just scrap things, even though, as you mentioned, conference starts for real next week? The games count on paper next week. Uh, what What are your thoughts about the whole QV situation there? In terms, some people feel like blood's not the answer, but it's it's too early to scrap the thing. And to me, to, to make anything, you know, make any significant changes at that position.
2: No, I mean, I, I in fact, I I, I said, you, you know, he he played. He didn't play all that badly. He he'd had the turnovers. Uh He did great on the first drive, first two drives. He had them moving. Um, and, and there, there's not uh, any reason to panic. And, and I don't think they're going to make a change, even if they, even if they lose tonight, uh, you've got to, you got to stay with him. They've invested so many of their uh, preseason camp snaps into him. Uh, and unless he's just throwing, you know, interceptions and, and fumbling and, and he looked poised. He had, he had the poise he, it, it seems like he has a grasp of the offense. He, he threw to the right places sometimes. That's his first start, and you got, you got to give him a pass on his first start. It's like I said, some of these things w- will eventually, you know, he'll stop making uh, these tiny little, like I said, about, you know, the recognition mistakes where if he just throws the ball on instinct and everything will come to him on instinct, and that's what you want him doing. Um, then, uh, the, the, rhythm of the plays are, are not upset. I thought he made some outstanding throws in, in, uh, in, in the first and in the second half, but you know, you got to come back and do that every play, or you, or you got to do it at least once every three downs, so you can, you know, move the chains. And that's, they just didn't move the chains after the first two drives, uh, a hundred yards in the last, in the most of the last three quarters, uh, it's just not enough offense. Um. And they, and they hurt themselves with the penalties too. two, two holding penalties. The only two holding penalties in the game uh, just completely stalled two of their drives. And yet they're still right there with 40 seconds left in the game. They get the ball back. And, if, you know, you, you run your two minute drill and, you know, maybe you get you, you can win, the you know, pull it out. They were right there till the end. So you, you can't say I don't think that they I don't think they quit on either side of the ball. They just made too many mistakes. But you can't keep saying we make we gotta correct our mistakes every week because pretty soon it's week six. All right. And why are you making these mistakes? So yeah, I mean, they better show that they've cleaned up. And, and really, I mean, they were a heavily penalized team last year. They only had six, but boy, three of them were just really, really In uh, crucial times. Yeah just just took them right out on offense. So, yeah, I mean, let's see some uh, improvement on the mistakes. Let's see some offense because uh, we haven't seen that. We're
0: visiting with Jim Klein. Peter, he covers Southern University athletics uh, for the advocate. Um, Jim, your keys to victory for Southern University. I, I got a chance to uh, look at them earlier, but for, for our audience here, Southern wins the ballgame, what do they need to do?
2: Well, I'm going to – you know, it's easy, you know, to come up with the – everybody needs to run the ball. Yeah, I I get that. Both both teams are going to want to do that. Um, I I think Southern needs to get their fans excited, and I think you're going to see that tonight. This game will have them excited. They're going to have some LED lights uh, that are supposed to uh, go off tonight. It's going to be – going to create a little more, um, you know, intensity maybe with the fans. Uh, And, and that does a lot for a football team. You know, you, you, you feel that the players talk about it all the time. They get vibes, they get actual vibes from that. And um, they need to take advantage of that because you're not going to get it. You know, you're not going to get an atmosphere like that every week. Uh, And Mm -hmm. if you want to get back, this, this is a good setting for Southern to get back and, you know, Jackson state's coming into a snake pit and, if you remember, two years ago, the last time Jackson State was here, they barely escaped, and that was Never. a a lot better Jackson State team than Southern's going to be facing tonight. So, Southern's capable of winning this game. I, I picked against them. I just because I just haven't seen them. Uh, I, I just don't know that. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in, in in this in their offense that they're ready yet. And you know, we talked about this is a perfect time for them to
0: get it right to, to start that engine because if you look at it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, under Coach Dooley they're undefeated at home, I believe, um, but on the road, they've struggled. Yeah. And so this will say if Southern loses a night, I think they'll be 7-7 seven and seven in 14 games under, under Coach Dooley, And so you, you said it. The atmosphere is there. The crowd is there. They're clamoring for the offense to explode and be consistent. This is the time to get it done. And so um, hopefully hopefully it'll happen. You won't have a, 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 an electric atmosphere at home the rest of the year like this game. Homecoming is homecoming, I understand. But here is an opportunity to win and get the fans engaged and set it up for the rest of of the season. Not a conference game, I understand that, but it is important. And try to convince someone, if it doesn't go right tonight, you can say it, well, they're still, their goals are still ahead of them, but it just kind of takes something off of it. And then you'll have doubts with this team.
2: Yeah, no matter how much this isn't a, a conference game, it's it feels like a conference game, and and it it's not an excuse for not playing well enough to win. You know, you can't say, well, we weren't motivated because I'm sorry, that that won't fly. You know, right. uh, and just don't say it, but but take advantage of this opportunity. Take advantage of, and I think uh, I, I think people put a lot of heat on quarterbacks. But quarterbacks have so much of the offensive responsibility on them. They touch mm-hmm. the ball every play. Everything they do affects the play. If they just mishandle a snap a little bit, it can throw things off. If they, if, they don't, uh, if they don't do their fundamentals, you know, maybe the pass comes in a little high and, and it's intercepted. You know, those guys have got a lot of pressure. It takes a lot of mental uh, toughness. Uh, you've got to uh, be able to, to move on from the mistakes. And, and I really think when you're making your first start, you're going to make the most. That's the most mistakes you should make in any game. And that was a good defense he was going against, a good defensive coach, no, mm-hmm. knew how to handle Southern. You, you notice what they did. They didn't try to do anything too fancy, they had tried to hold on to the ball. And that's what they did in the first half. And and Southern got the quick 10 and then just didn't get anything else because, uh, Because they, they, uh, Alabama State controlled the tempo and Southern made enough mistakes to where it it couldn't get its offense unfurled. Their best offense
0: was their defense, Alabama State. And it's it's equivalent to a basketball game. You know, you got an up tempo team that wants to play up tempo. We'll make them do something they don't like to do play half court.
2: That's a good metaphor. That's a perfect uh, comparison. Absolutely.
0: And and it, it worked. So, congratulations once again to Alabama State. Jim, appreciate the time. Uh, get on campus
1: a little earlier. <laughs> <here>. oh, <laughs> oh, I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it, that traffic's it, probably backed up right now at 12 o'clock. At 12, I guarantee that traffic's probably already pretty thick right now. He's probably backed up all
2: of I-55 all the way to the (laughs) Mississippi State line.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: and um, uh, hopefully everyone will have a a great time um, tailgating. It'll be 30,000 in the stadium, another 100,000 perhaps outside (laughs) the stadium. So enjoy yourself. Um, Jim, appreciate the time. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure.
2: Okay, thank you guys. Uh, Good good being with you all. Thanks for having me. All right,
0: thank you. That was Jim Klein, Peter, cover Southern University Athletics for the African. Huge matchup tonight. Huge yeah. matchup. It's important. Yeah. It is important for several reasons. And, and Charles, I think the next person that comes up to me and says, well, it's not a conference game. I'm going to do like they did in the old French days. I'm going to take off a pair of gloves and I'm going to slap their face. Don't <laughs> tell me that. Don't yeah. tell me that. It is important. It, it is, is it is the rivalry. It's it Jackson is? State. Do it I is. need to give the pregame speech? No. It <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. And I guess the word is disappointing. To start the 2023 football season, game the confidence back. Get it done. Utilize your weapons. Harold yeah. Blood doesn't have to win the game by himself. You have too many doggone weapons, and I don't want to see holding... I want to see a disciplined team out there, and I want them to have fun as well. Yeah, we know it's pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But you're at home. Guard your stadium and guard it well.
1: There are heated rivalries and there are friendly rivalries. Jackson State and Southern is a heated rivalry. There's no question about it. No, no doubt. And, and so no. I think both teams have points to prove T. C. Taylor wants to prove that his team can bounce back from that disappointment down in Miami. And for Southern University, they're at home. It's going to be 30,000. And congratulations to the Jaguar nation and fans, by the way, for selling out your stadium. You don't hear SWAC games being a hard sellout too often. I mean, let's just, you know, across the league, you don't have that. And so for Southern and their fans and everyone involved to pack the place. I think that is awesome, and if we can all do that for all of our games, that's just my diatribe with that as far as fans. I think that will be wonderful. So, I'm glad to hear a hard sellout for a SWAC game because you don't get it too often. You just don't, and I'm I'm glad that's the case, and I hope that continues throughout the league.
0: Jetsu fans, welcome. Not the first time for some, some for the first time. Also, yeah, Baton Rouge is going to be congested, grambling state and lsu tonight but guess what i'm just gonna be brutally honest it was a hard sellout for southern lsu last year i don't think you have that type of sellout this week but it's historic for grambling state they're playing you want to say something charles
1: yeah, it, they they did announce. I think LSU announced early in the week that the game is sold out.
7: Hmm. Uh,
1: it, I mean, that, that, that's what they put out there on social media. It is it is a sellout. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't. It got to a point. I don't know if you saw it that people could buy tickets for fifteen bucks because they they were trying to they were trying to sell it out. And I don't know if you know if if they sold a bunch of fifteen dollars tickets. I'm sure that they did. But it, LSU did announce that the game is a sellout. So that's. And I'm
0: going to have to look that up. Sellout versus a hard sellout.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. What, I mean, what, is, what is the difference? I, 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 I was going to ask you about that. What is the difference between a sellout and a hard sellout? Help me with that.
0: Well, well I, I think my colleague, Dr. Cavill, uh explained it in our group text message, you know, with the inventory, standing room only, all of that's gone. Of course, you have. You know, from a, a fire marshal's perspective, you could only sell so much. But the, the inventory is completely sold out now. Whether they get to the game or not, that's different. But tell you what, AD Brown will be able to tell us an exact definition of that. But I, I question that LSU and Grambling are sellout, but is it a hard sellout? I yeah. don't think it is.
1: I, I read sellout. I didn't see hard sellout. I just saw the big caption, LSU Grambling sold out. That's So that's kind of how I took it.
0: I guess, I, I guess I'm guess i not being objective. I can't be objective <laughs> when, when I'm dealing with Grambling State University. But anyway, <laughs> on that note, we'll take a timeout. You're watching the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Willa Brown, Coach Van Petaway up next
3: Mobile banking requires downloading the
4: app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member of
2: Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh?
7: Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) Never not working. Never not working never ever not working are you serious never not working standard protection that's never not working head and shoulder scalp shield technology
4: the human voice has always connected audiences with experiences major brands all across america have trusted kever's voice time and time again conversational powerhouse intelligent and sincere that's the voice you need for your creative marketing process k-e-a-v-e-r-s-v-o-i-c-e.com Covers voice Covers voice covers voice.com always on all the time
0: this is the dean of the college of hbcu sports kenyatta cavill of dr cavill's inside the hbcu sports lab with mike washington and charles bishop Come mix it up in a lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Spreaker, or the BCSN app, as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dasher, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports, with me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch and Charles Bishop.
3: Let you dismiss. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THamptonLaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336 Apopka, Florida, 407. 407- 494 1471 thamptonlaw.com. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at mymajesties.com. That's M Y M A J E S T E A S. My Majesty's an urban passport member.
0: week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Boy, I feel good. Willa Brown, AD Willa Brown back. <laughs> Coach Van Petaway is back. Charles Edmund is here. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and Willa, Yeah. The definition of a hard sellout, I think I butchered that one, but uh, I like a point guard, if I can't get it done, I can get the true definition. what tell us the true definition of a hard sellout?
8: And Carlos, I don't know if there is a quote unquote true definition okay. of a hard sellout. Yeah, I mean, in in my world, a sellout is a sellout. Uh, you know, if, if you've sold every ticket, every space that's available, that sort of thing, uh, if you want to call that a hard sellout, I guess you can. Uh, but the bottom line is a, a sellout is a sellout. So if you have nothing else left to sell, you know whether it be standing room only, whether it be tickets, you know whether it be seats, that sort of thing. To me, that's that's as hard a sellout as you can get. I mean, are we talking about time frame here? Is uh, is it two days before the event happens and it's sold Mm. out. We call that a hard sellout, you know, or, you know, something to that, to that effect. I mean, I I guess you could talk to probably four or five different people and maybe get four or five different uh, versions of it. But to me, Carlos, in my mind, it's a phrase somebody made up uh, in terms of, you know, trying to sensationalize uh, one thing over another—a hard sellout versus a regular sellout, or what have you. My 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 game is better because it was a hard sellout. Your game is was not as good because it didn't sell out three days beforehand, or or what happened. So that's just my thought on it.
0: Interesting. Well, let me be arrogant as a Southern alum. I'm good at that. <laughs> it was a sellout quicker With LSU and Southern Last year Than Graham State and LSU this year So I'm being very arrogant right now It's historic for Graham State Talk to people Who were there last year Said it was The equivalent of a Alabama LSU Football game you couldn't maneuver If you didn't get to a certain spot you couldn't move. Some people were on campus at 8 o'clock and still didn't make it to the game. <laughs> wow. So I'll just leave well, it at that. Bottom,
8: bottom line, Carlos, LSU were the ones who laughed all the way to the bank at the well, end of the day. Right, I mean, well. So, I mean, they utilized us to help fill out their stadium, and they could probably say – you know, that most of their games are a sellout anyway, whether it's a hard sellout or otherwise. But, I mean, great marketing on their part, what have you. I mean, they gave us a few dollars to, you know, come in and, and play them, that sort of thing. But, you know, bottom line was the, the winner at the end of the day, you know, was, was LSU. Right. Well,
6: but, but I also think that the other thing that that is good for, for our schools they want that band there and their fans are kind of, a lot of their fans are coming out to see those bands. They, they, they enjoy what's happening with the HBCU bands and, and uh, you can hear the flavor of HBCU bands all across the SEC. And, and, and I think that's a testament to the work that our, our band directors and our bands do. And, and I think that's, that's part of the package when they bring us in. Their fans wanted to hear those, wanted to, they wanted to see the bands. And guess what?
0: Southern got a total of $750,000. It was reported. Ramblin State got the same deal. So, we shall but see should that
8: that. have that. But should that have been a million-dollar game? I mean, I know you're just coming down the street, so you're not traveling far, and, you know, all of the little nuances that kind of go with that, that sort of thing. But realistically speaking, ideally, you know, you're talking about one of the top teams in the country, and LSU, you know, would have really hurt them to make that guarantee a million dollars, especially oh, no. con- I would have especially, taken Especially, especially considering the fact that the band was coming also, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that the ads had to kind of split some of that cash with the band, so. You know, it wasn't a 750 for the athletic departments at those institutions. You oh, know, so oh, I'm, just kinda, I'm just kind of yeah. playing devil's devil's advocate with that. I mean, you know, granted, mm-hmm. like I said, you're just going down the street. So, you know, your expenses are minimal, that sort of thing. So I'm sure that probably had a lot to do with the, you know, the the final tick. But, you know, upwards of 9 Hundred thousand nine fifty, somewhere in that range, to me would have been a more acceptable type of figure.
1: I, I would, I would say that it's about willing and able. I think every school in the SEC is is able to pay a million dollars, mm-hmm. but are they willing to pay a million dollars to a FCS school? Probably not. And, and I agree with you. I do think that that should be the case. You know, because right, the team we played last week, guys, USM. They're playing at Florida State today. I guarantee you, USM's getting over a million dollars going to, to go down there. I guarantee you that. They have the money to do that. So yeah, it's just it's a question of whether they're willing to do that and whether our schools back away and say we want a million bucks. And I think if that happens and they say we're not willing to pay that, then you know they'll move on. And the question is, are we going to settle for seven fifty or seven hundred? Several years ago when LSU played Georgia, Carlos, I think that was the Gales game. I think they got 700000 for playing Georgia. That was several years ago. The value of that now is probably close to a million dollars if you value it in today's times. So I do think, like Wheeler Brown said, I do think a million dollars should be the standard for those for these type of games now. Um, but I don't think it'll, it'll happen. I don't think LSU will play at FCS school a million dollars. Maybe 800000 maybe. Maybe nine. maybe but I don't see a million dollars. That's just my own personal opinion. They can afford it, but will they do well, it?
0: Well, we'll go back in time a little bit. Like Nickel State comes on the schedule uh, next year. McNeese, they didn't get 700,000. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. So I agree with Wheeler. Yeah, you, you're in a capitalistic society. If I can get a million dollars, darn right, I'm going to try to get a million dollars. But the question is, Willer 750 fifty thousand to the southern Foundation seven hundred thousand ex expenses are probably very low would you have taken that 750000 if you were the ad at southern university or you yeah that I would I would take no, it okay. there's
8: no doubt about that i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. going I'm not going to turn my collar down on that one. No, <laughs> you no, you no, had me worried No, then, no doubt about What's that. <laughs> no, no, no doubt about that. So, I mean, that goes without saying. But, you know, knowing that I'm going to have to share some of that money with the band, you know, however much that may that may be, you know, I'm going to try to kind of get that north of, I'm going to say at least 850 875 somewhere in that range. You know, knowing yeah. that I'm gonna have to give the band at least maybe a couple hundred thousand or what have you. You know, I, I, I want to, part of me want to be selfish and bring back as much as I can for my department. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I, I want to try to look at it from that point of view, either that or just have the band director kind of make his own deal with, uh, with LSU to, you know, see what they can get individually. Of the uh, mm-hmm. of the football contract.
0: Well, with that being said, interesting discussion um, in, in the chat room. Edwin says band money was separate with Southern University, but uh, we we all agree, seven hundred fifty thousand total is a is a good deal, and it's mm-hmm. better than other FCS schools that in the state of Louisiana that they got when they played LSU. And then we'll we'll be looking next year. Nickel State is on their schedule at LSU. We'll see what happens with that. Wheeler, Van, Coach Van Petaway, Jackson State and Southern University. We have talked about the fan bases are just alike. Arrogant, cocky. They like to take over opposing fields. What does this game mean to you guys? Although they don't count in a conference they count overall but the magnitude of of this this football game um willer I'm sure you know when
8: you were I doing mean, you gotta place, you gotta have some success early. I mean there's no doubt about that. I mean as you are scheduling your football schedule that sort of thing that's something that you know you're you're looking at you know outside of the uh guarantee opportunity you know, you want an opportunity for your team to be successful early. And I'm sure that's what Coach Banks was thinking about when he scheduled Alabama State. You know, a middle-of-the-road pretty much swat team on the road that historically Southern has, beating and has beaten, if I'm not mistaken. And there was no reason why he didn't feel comfortable uh, opening up at Alabama State simply because, you know, it felt that that was a game, a winnable game for Southern, that sort of thing. Uh, if I'm Jackson State, I am more disappointed in last week's performance than anything else, simply mm. because I came off of a great win, uh, you know, on a national scene, that sort of thing, you know, being in the, the, the MIAC Swack challenge. So uh, either way, Carlos, I have to look at my coaching staff's to find out exactly what the mindset was uh over the course of the past week or so, you know, that allowed both of our schools to come out, I ain't gonna say relatively flat, but not performing up to mm. the standard that was expected for those particular games. But like I said, I'm I'm more, I would be more disappointed if I was on the Jackson State side going down to FAMU after a big win against South Carolina State and Atlanta. You know, I mean, I'm I'm feeling like if I'm them, I'm operating on all cylinders. And uh, you know, so I'm ready to walk in the, walk down the FAMU or walk into Miami or what have you, you know, spitting bullets and, you know, let's let's go get win number two, you know, let's let's get at it, that sort of thing. So, you know, I gotta find out, you know, what the mindset was both coaching staff wise in terms of how they approach the the particular game, you know, bottom line for me, Carlos, for this week, my mantra would be get rid of the chatter, Mm. you know, get, get rid of the chatter, get rid of the noise, you know, because, you know, if you, if you're listening to the fans, if you're delving full time in social media, that sort of thing, you know, it, it may take you to a place that you don't really want to go, that may create some doubts in your mind that should not necessarily be there. And, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm the coaching staff, my sole uh, focus this week or this particular week would be to get rid of the noise. You know, we, we need to know who we are. We need to find out who we are. You know, we, we need to be spitting bullets and, and we need to go out here and, and show the world what, what we're capable of doing. Uh, yeah. Dooley's honeymoon is over. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, his honeymoon was probably over the day he stepped into Baton Rouge. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just, that's just the type of job that is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, T.C. Taylor's honeymoon is, uh, is rapidly approaching its ending. Yeah, because we all know, you know, Jackson State folks are, are as how you want to put it, uh, we ain't gonna stay on that wagon for a long time, you know, and just accept losing, especially if you have a good week, one week, and then you come out and get trounced the, the next week. And so, you know, but for TC, because this is his first time being a head coach, that sort of thing, I don't say he gets a pass, but he gets a little bit more slack as opposed to coach Dooley, who's been a head coach before, uh, who is a offensive guru from for all intents and purposes. And uh, so the last place that folk would expect for him to be not operating on all cylinders would be the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, it, it behooves them to find out what's going on with their particular teams and as you stated, Carlos, it's not a conference game tonight, but this is as big a game as you're going to find for for both of these schools because they're on a mission to find out who they are.
6: Right, and, and you know, even though uh, Carlos, the, the first two games are considered a conference game, you still want to win the games because this is this is like preseason basketball. You you want you want to establish your program or your establish. Uh, your, your uh, rotations doing these contests. And then the other thing that you look at, these are two revenue games. I mean, Alabama state draws Jackson state draws. So even though they're not a conference game, you still want teams like that on your schedule because you, you're going to reap the benefits at the gate. So they do, they do count towards the morale of your team. They count towards your fan base. Your fan base wants you to win every game that you play. See, they're not looking at it well. It's not a conference game. No, that's not how they're looking at that. The fans are saying, this is a game. It's on our schedule. Uh, This is a light school. In other words, uh, their budgets are comparable to ours. So we should be in the game. We should be on top. We should be winning. And I know the Jaguar Nation is hurt after coming into Montgomery uh, and and coming out on the short end of the stick, just like the Jackson State fans are, uh, you know, they're disappointed uh how they played down in, in uh in, in the game against FAMU. you uh so both teams are coming off a disappointment both teams are gonna try their best tonight to win that game they they want they want to reinvigorate their fan bases and the way to do that is win you you, you do that by winning and uh they they got a tough place to go into now i picked i, I, I said that i felt like southern Will come out on top tonight strictly because they're playing at home. Um, hmm. I picked the Jags last week to beat Bama State. I thought they could go to Montgomery and win that game, but I messed up by picking Jackson State to win against FAMU in that classic. So uh th- this is just a top, a topsy turvy beginning of the season. Uh it's a long season. All these teams still have an opportunity to reach their goal. Uh yeah. the whole- Jackson State is going to need help because they lost that game against Fan.
0: Yeah, the margin of uh, error now is is a, just a bit like this. So it sounds like I'm hearing from you guys. If this is a uh, see who who we are type of uh, right. game, what type of team are we? Do we want to get to? winning habits. For JSU, they have one win under their belt. Southern University, no wins. But they could change that um, tonight against Jackson State uh, University in, in a huge uh, matchup. Now, willa I know you would love to be in that Rouge <laughs> right now for this game because when you were the director of athletics at Jackson State and and Jackson State and Alcorn State, Southern and Grambling, that that's a big rivalry as well. But this Southern-Jackson State rivalry, it, it's just a little bit different.
8: Yeah, it's it's on a different level, Carlos. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, while we would like to say that it is a friendly rivalry, I don't know whether it's all that friendly <laughs> at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, it, it's one of those that, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, you're excited for you know the kids you're excited for the fan base uh you know you you revel in the fact that you know all these beautiful black folk are getting together uh you know to to celebrate pretty much the, the same things. and you know, uh, I haven't seen or heard of any uh friction between the two groups in terms of fighting and and things of that nature so You know, it's always been a relatively peaceful type of situation in terms of, you know, the environment overall. I mean, there's a lot of friendly ribbing and, you know, a lot of trash talking things of that nature that you're going to have. But, you know, nothing to the point where it becomes disruptive Mm -hmm. or becomes rowdy or anything like that. And and it's it's a good rivalry for, for college football, period. You know, and it's it's an example for you know a lot of schools to uh, to want to emulate. You know, it, it doesn't get much better to be you know to be honest with you. And so it, it's something that's that, that I've always enjoyed being a part of.
0: And you know, it's interesting, guys, because originally you remember this game was supposed to be played in Birmingham because Jackson State rolled off a of Southern's uh, schedule and vice versa. But mm-hmm. I, I think now the um, this year and next year the local businesses they will be able to um, reap the benefits of this home and home series. And then after, uh, I guess, 2025 Southern Jack state will be back on the schedule as conference game. So you you have to take a look at all of that. The the business communities are, are, are very, very happy with this guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know this is a, a wonderful rivalry. I've been to a Southern Jackson State game myself when, when the Braves were off, when the game was in Jackson and there was 50,000 people in the stadium three hours before kickoff. I mean, just the passion, the intensity. And, you know, I would like to see more of these games too, Carlos, that and it is probably not going to happen though. Southern Jackson's an exception. Um, when the games roll off each other's schedule, if they're in close proximity, do they still play? The commissioner encourages them to play. Because it like you said, it's great economically for the two schools and the two 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 cities. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. But I would love to see Jackson and Southern play every year when the or when the games don't count. And I, I just think it's great for the SWAC, it's great for the communities. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know,
0: eventually there was some conversation of you know, like some conferences are going to not divisional. You know, not, not divisions, where everybody play each other. And you kind of hear a conversation about that, wondering if that would happen in, in uh, the SWAC. And do you just, you know, if you don't have divisions, you just take the two best teams for, for your championship. But maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there. But you kind of hear those conversations. But um, good for business all of the robbers, when you look at the magic city Classic. I haven't had a chance to attend that but those are one the Bayou classes the Florida Classics. you know they're good especially if you can take advantage of those financial opportunities and reinvest them that into uh, the respective programs
1: hmm yeah i mean we, we've we seen these classics guys i mean you know valley played in a classic this, this past week in chicago and i know there was some stuff written about you know what 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 happened there and i i can say just being and you know, we've been in that game a couple of times and i don't know exactly what happened has been reported but from an ad's perspective and from coach Wade's perspective his first game as head coach at valley he wanted to make sure everything was right and i know logistics can get crazy and sideways sometimes and You know, he said it wasn't a great experience. He kind of dove into it a little bit. But these classics, the Gateway Classic in St. Louis, my hometown, kind of went away, hopes it'll come back. Chicago Classic, Classic in New York, Classic in Florida. I just hope these classics continue, even though it seems like in some way they're kind of dying on the vine. You know, most schools want to play at home and get a home gate and all that. I just hope some of these classics continue as – In these other markets to try to promote hbcus in those markets Mm -hmm. but you know i might be in the minority on this i hope it continues but some of them are kind of fading a little bit
8: well charles from a uh administrative point of view i mean we as ADs got to make sure i's and t's are dotted and crossed Uh, you know we we have to make sure that these promoters quote unquote are on the up and up that they can actually afford to put on these games, that they're not waiting for uh, the end result in terms of the cash flow uh, before they're able to, you know, pay their bills, things of that nature. And uh, so I, I can get where, where, where what Coach Wade was, was coming from uh, because there are a lot of – I'm not going to call them shady. I don't know what, you, what word would be uh, sufficient. Uh, for that. But there are a lot of folk out there that want to run these, try to run these classics that really don't have an idea in terms of the logistics behind moving 85 and 90 uh, football players. Uh, You know, and and if you're not prepared to uh, put these kids in a full service hotel, if you're not prepared for them to have their meals at the hotel as opposed to busting them to Golden Corral or to a particular restaurant or, you know, something of that effect, you know, if, if you're not mindful of the needs of the particular coaches as it pertains to, you know, them wanting their teams, quote, unquote, isolated and, uh, you know, wanting the things necessary for them to be able to just focus on the game itself, you know, then it, it can easily get out of hand very quickly. You know, when I read uh, uh, uh coach's comments about uh, biscuits for breakfast and McDonald's burritos and all that sort of thing and stuff, I mean, that, that naturally uh, put a burr up my behind. Uh, you know, that's that's not something that, you know, you want your kids uh, to, to be a part in, you know? So you have to be mindful, like I said, as an athletic administrator you know, that the I's and T's are dotted and crossed that these people are able to fulfill in terms of the things that they need to fulfill. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, 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 guys, you know, I've always been the mindset of that, uh, you know, I, I need to get at least 15 percent at the time hmm. of the signing of the contract, <laughs> At least yeah. at least 15 percent <laughs> at that time. You know, at least uh, uh, another 15 uh, percent, uh, 30 days out. You know, and the remainder at least 30 days after. You know, right. and if if the promoter can agree to those particular terms right there, number one, I'm assured that whatever happens, I'm going to walk away with something. And then number two, if I get into a situation where uh, I'm now eating. Uh, burritos for breakfast then you know i got a little cash flow flowing there to mm-hmm. where i can bring in some real food if necessary or i can make sure these kids get some real food and not have to worry about uh you know trying to break the bank or get a check cut or you know some something to that effect so there are a lot of things that go along with that and you know, like i said we as administrators Try to make sure I's and T's are dotted and crossed and that we do our homework in terms of some of these guys. Now,
0: Coach Petaway, from a coaching <laughs> perspective, you know, all those Mississippi Valley state had those things that happen. They lost 21 and 24 to central state. And, and he didn't coach Wade didn't put the blame on what happened off the field for their loss, but come on coach Petaway from a coaching standpoint, well, that, has, that doesn't sit well with from a, from a coaching standpoint of, of some of those things you have to go through.
6: Yeah, yeah, that, that's correct. Anytime we ever played in a, in a, uh, a venue or we played in a classic or a tournament where they provided our meals and stuff, I always had a backup plan. I always had a backup plan because if I didn't, if I got there and I didn't, uh, it, that was not what we wanted to do. That was not part of our routine. Then I would change it, and and I, I would have money. I've always mm-hmm. taken. Even though they say that they'll pay the expenses, my my team is my responsibility, and I want to make sure. I want to make sure that our routine is the same for my players, and so I would take it upon myself and make sure that I have a backup plan. Now that's just me. Everybody doesn't do that, but mm-hmm. but I, I've always done that because uh, you can't get in a situation that yeah, as a coach, you're not going to use the circumstances around you. As a reason for for your your downfall, but that plays a lot into you how the mindset of your team. In other words, your, your your players' mind are not on the game because man, these kids are hungry. Or they don't like what 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 they just had, what what was just served. So I, as a coach, have always felt that I needed to make sure that I had the pulse of my team in my best interest because those were the guys that they were going to go out there and perform for me, and I wanted them to give them everything they needed so they could not make excuses. And I just think that that just comes with it. Uh, you know, Coach Wade, I don't know all the particulars about what happened, but I know this, nobody's going to feed my kids biscuits for for breakfast. Uh, we, we don't do that on game day. You know, we, we're going to have a full meal, and it's going to be at the, the time that's on my itinerary. Uh, and, and so that's my responsibility as the head coach to make sure that our things are uh, – our itineraries are followed uh, to the T. And and then, you know, sometimes at a restaurant, I understand if the restaurant made a mistake and they're not ready prepared for us, but we're going to be prepared. I'm going to be prepared to pay for whatever I need to pay for to make sure that my, my kids uh, follow their normal game day routine. And I well, I'm going to say this, good Carlos.
8: Good. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, not, not to interject real quick, but I'm not going to allow my coach – to use a breakfast burrito oh. as an excuse to lose to a Division II football squad. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, we're not even going to approach that particular subject from that point of view. Now, from a nutritional point of view and things of that nature, yeah. You know, but you know, the the, the day that I hear a coach say that we lost that game because we had biscuits for breakfast or we had burrito for breakfast, you know, and, and I know Valley doesn't have a full complement of 63 scholarships, but they got at least 49 or 50, you know, compared to central States 36 or whatever Mm -hmm. the division two maximum is. No, I'm I'm not going to allow my coach to even approach the subject from that, from that point
6: of view. We're not going there at all. Right. But, no. but, but you know what? In his defense, now I don't think he made he he didn't use that as an excuse. No, he they, didn't. He didn't go way. Right. Away. right. They just, they just lost the game. I would not allow that to to take place. Right. Right. But I'm just thinking about the. My, I know kids. I'm thinking about the mindset of the kids. You know, if <clears throat> if they're used to a certain thing and then it doesn't happen, that <clears throat> that's a messed up day. Now I don't yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You, you you can be the great Bear Brian or, or go down there. And be Nick Saban. If the kids are not mentally where you need to, they need to be. You you have lost that game. You have lost those kids. Yeah, well,
1: we, I, I was going to say, guys, that in being around our coaches and coaches in general and players, football players and coaches are creatures of habit. Right. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're used to eating a certain thing for Friday meal. They're used to eating mm-hmm. a certain pregame meal at a certain time. They're used right. to leaving at a certain time. You mm-hmm. know. So they are creatures of habit. And when that stuff gets thrown out of kilter, not they're not using it as an excuse. It does upset the apple cart a little bit to where mm-hmm. as a coach you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Now, like in life, you have to adjust, but these are the things mm-hmm. that that do happen. I mean, according to the report, the plane was late leaving. I don't know if they left out of Jackson or Memphis. I don't know. That does happen. You know, what a charter flight, sometimes if they're coming from another location, if weather, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't. you can't control that part of it, but you know, Coaches are creatures of habit and they expect things to be a certain way. You know, you're going to the hotel, you're eating all your meals there. You expect meals to be ready on time. Not using it as an excuse, but coaches want that to happen. And that's why the logistics Mm -hmm. to me are so critical. I I really, because I'm around the coaches and I'm Mm -hmm. helping logistics a little bit. So I can understand Mm -hmm. how I can upset you emotionally, mentally. That's Wade's first game. So he wants to get off to a good start. So I I understand the whole thing behind that, and it can be a little troublesome. It could be upsetting and frustrating. Right,
6: and then you know when you look at last week, now you think about it, look what look what happened to Norfolk State. They lost to a division to a division two school. Oh so
7: boy! See, it,
6: it, yeah, yeah, that, 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 and, and, and the they way they lost, months. you had yeah you had somebody else in the media that lost to a division two school. So yeah, Delaware, Delaware
8: State did. Yeah, yeah, Delaware State.
6: State. So see, and, uh, uh, losing the game, yeah. You, if, but if I lose the game, let me lose it my way. Let me, mm-hmm. let me lose the game because we, we prepared uh, f- for the game. We had a great game plan. All of our things that we had on that itinerary, we followed them to the tee, and then we lose the game. Now, I do have to blame myself. But mm-hmm. the, you, your kids, the mental makeup of your players going into a contest is very important. I don't want anything. I'm not going to do anything to, to get them yeah. off kilter, kilter mentally. I don't want outside people or outside noise or outside influences to do the same thing. And in this case, the food. You know, that, that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable for a football player. That's not acceptable for a basketball. That's not acceptable for an athlete, period. So that, that you have to take that into account. And and I'm proud of Coach Wade for not even using that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he had one, but but he didn't mm-hmm. use that. And, and and that's good. And that's a good sign for him that uh and I wish him the best. Because yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have at Valley, they don't have they may not have as much as, as central state now, if you really mm-hmm. want to be about it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been up to Central State. Uh I've known some of the I, I know some of the coaches who have coached there basketball and football. Mm-hmm. So uh, that losing to them, valid losing to them. Yeah. On the outside, it looks bad, but when you look at both programs, central state might be a step ahead of them.
0: And boy, you mentioned Norfolk state and uh what was it? Virginia state. Virginia state yeah. Oh, wow. Did you see the footage, how they lost? Oh nice. my goodness.
2: We don't but have I'm enough gonna... time to,
0: to break into that one. And I got to be careful because <laughs> I'll get accused of, uh, uh, by maybe somebody on this panel and then outside the panel that I'm I'm poking at uh the Norfolk State head football coach. So I'm not I'm gonna move away from I'm gonna move away from there.
2: <laughs> but guys,
0: last week, um, because we got about 12-13 minutes. Last week, September the second, of course, Central Valley State over Mississippi Valley State 24 to 21. Alabama and them played up, Coach Petaway. I
6: was there.
7: I was seven, there. 13.
6: I was proud of our guys. I was proud of our guys. We 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 scored first. You know, we we man, we had first down inside the uh, the ten, and and they, they held us to a field goal. I I, I knew then and I said, oh oh, we we should have come. You got to score a touchdown. You don't need yeah. field goals. And and so I'm I'm proud of our kids because even in the fourth quarter, they scored points. They they did not give up, and I think that's a good sign. That's and a that's, good sign. I was proud of yeah.
0: And that's all you can ask for because it is right. what it is, uh playing up 47 to 13. Uh, but then when Cookman played up, they lost 14 to 56 to Memphis. Of course, Sunday, um in the Orange Blossom Classic. It was FAMU over Jackson State 28 to 10. I think I picked Jackson State in that game. Uh Will, I think you. you picked Jackson State. I, I did Jack. pick
8: Jackson State, and that was I based did. off of you know the crow that I ate uh
6: coming out of Atlanta as a week before. Right. And, oh, uh, oh yeah, that's right. This is our first time being together since I was the yeah. only one that predicted that 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 Jackson State would would, would be would beat them. Oh that is right. Yeah, you, guys. So, you know, I was I was full of crow and uh <laughs> one of,
8: them, one, well, <laughs> one that's of all some right. one Wanna you're not eating by dunking, yourself.
0: But, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not eating by yourself. And I think, Charles, you <laughs> took family, didn't it?
1: I think I, took, I did take Florida AM. and M. Yes, yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Oh, boy, look, he's proud of that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud
1: of that one, but but but, but ticked off at, at the at the other one. You're going to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we're going to get to it. Um, got a chance to see a little bit of um Hampton and Grambling State University. Uh, Crowley
6: didn't see uh, that
0: perform well but when i said earlier some teams still look like a carryover from the end of last season Uh, grandma state a little bit better offensively but defensively giving up 35 points they drop a decision to Hampton, 35 31 of course all corn playing up at southern miss lost 40 to 14 boy i'm just still shocked at no passing you know, and, and Charles, when you told me that, it made me think about the discussions we had in the summer. Dual threat. Is it A, dual threat? B, a athlete playing quarterback? Or C, a quarterback that can do both? Right now, it looks like it's an athlete playing quarterback. But that's just one game. That's yeah. just just one game. And then, of course, the wild one of the week last week, purview and them overcomes a 17-point deficit, and they defeat Texas Southern. And I'm just going to say this. Once again, my question with TSU was defense. Enough pieces around body. We know body, but do we know anybody else? Defensively, can they get better? They got a new defensive coordinator and them. offensive, able to come back. Overcome adversity. A lot of the teams are similar to where they looked at the end of last season. Hopefully, they'll separate themselves in in week two. Um, quickly,
6: any comments about
0: last week's games?
6: Right. Yep. I was disappointed in the Grambling game, and I also going into I into the season I picked Texas Southern as my dark horse, uh, mm-hmm. and so I thought. Uh, with them hosting their rival game that they would come out on top. So I was a little disappointed in that, but my hat's off to Prairie View. I mean, those kids are fighting. We picked, I mean, not we, but they picked them fifth uh, in, in, in the West. So they're trying to show everybody, oh, we're not, we're not the, we're not the fifth worst team in this league. We're better than that. So uh, that er, it's still early in the season for everybody. And uh, everybody still has an opportunity to reach their goals. So, I'm looking forward to the competition, man. I'm just looking forward to these teams competing and may the best man win. And I guess for me, uh, Carlos, uh,
8: at some point in time, I I think we all need to revisit the quote-unquote star coaches philosophy Mm -hmm. and kind of see has that really panned out in a way that most people envisioned it. You know, like we got Prime who's come and gone now, but, you know, you still got Hugh Jackson. You still got uh, Eddie George up there at at Tennessee State. You know, still got a few of these other guys that were pretty much uh, hired because of their quote-unquote star quality. How Mm -hmm. is that working out? Ultimately, how is that working out? And, you know, I I think at some point in time it's, it's worth revisiting that whole uh, issue so to speak to kind of get everybody's views in terms of uh how that how that is progressing.
0: Well I or made, not. Well I I've made I made my opinions clear <laughs> on that. You know, from a Southern standpoint it could be Aeneas Williams, it could be Mel Blunt, but is it the right fit? You know, and, and 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 I'll just say this. With Coach Julie, there is a faction that wanted the star coach. And whenever a game happens like last week, I'm going to be honest, you hear that faction, and they get louder and louder. So I I think it's um, what you're saying, Willie. Yeah, I think we'll have to revisit it, and then we'll look and see what the data says. Oh, thanks a lot, Smith. Colorado kicking kicking ass right now. Oh, great. <laughs> great, 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 great. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things, Charles, Edmund, I will say this, Coach Sanders has come and gone now, but it seems like the whole, I'm looking for a good word, the whole mental makeup now is because of the success he had, It's like now everyone has to win quickly and win now, but there, but there were programs that were winning before Co Sanders, and there'll be programs that will win that will win consistently afterwards. And so I think now everyone fell in love—not not not everyone, but a good bit—fell in love with that. And I think sometimes it's unrealistic, but just my opinion uh, to what Willa said i am not a uh proponent of the star coaching hire I'm and i think I, 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 I
8: think i think carlos uh there are always some programs where there's a win now type mentality yeah,
7: yeah and, but you it, know
8: like southern it, like it's State, like north carolina at i mean the list just goes on and on where they expect you to come in and win right now. You know, and then there are other programs where, you know, folk are more patient with you. You know, they're going to let you go through the growing pains, the growing process. You know, they're going to support mm-hmm. you incrementally along the way, you know, to get you the things that you need in order to be successful. And, you know, three, four years time, they're going to look back on what you've done and haven't done mm-hmm. and kind of grade you in, in totality in terms of, you know, their the entire picture. So I don't think that the hiring of Prime, quote, unquote, uh, change that mantra one way or the other. Certain programs mm. are right now, got to get it done right now programs. And those programs are always going to be those kinds of programs. Yeah, you know, uh, you know duly walked into, you know, what he should have expected to walk into. He's been a Southern before. He knows the culture. Uh, you know, he knew that the honeymoon was going to be slim to none, yeah. you know, that that sort of thing. So nothing mm-hmm. should surprise him in terms of any kind of negative attitudes or what have you that may be kind of thrown his way at this time. You know, his his thing is he just got to find out, you know, who we are, where we are, and how we're going to get to where we need to be as quickly as possible. But he knows the drill. I mean, yeah. a couple other coaches out there were uh, uh, Hugh Jackson. He wouldn't know the drill because he's never coached on this level before. You know? But, you know, consequently, he knows grambling is grambling. He knows that's one of the holy meccas of, you know, black college football. And so, you know, he, it would behoove him to think that coming in the door, I need to start winning right away. Yeah, so, I mean, how, how short is his honeymoon? If at all, Mm. yeah. I mean, Eddie George. Eddie George took over a a uh, storied program at at Tennessee State. Granted, they hadn't been doing a whole lot of winning over the course of a few years, but historically, you know, that's a program that's that's used to winning, and there was no reason not to expect that somebody of his quote unquote star quality would come in and turn these things around right now. So, I mean, we can debate whether or not it's realistic for some people to expect these things right away. I mean, from an administrative point of view, uh, you know, you got to have that game plan in place. You know, you got to be mindful of the fact that it's going to take a few years to get it done. You know, you got to be able to walk people through these things, that sort of thing. But that's not going to do anything to temper the fan base in terms of what they expect and, and, and what they want. And what they want to see right
1: now, to to me, Carlos, real quick. Mm-hmm. I think you know money ties into this in this league. You have coaches making really, really good salaries, three hundred thousand plus. I think four of them, maybe maybe five, and I think that ratchets it up to expectations. Southern, mm-hmm. Bamu, Jackson, mm-hmm. Grambling, three hundred plus, close to four in some cases. That ratchets it up to expectations. There is there's very little honeymoon. Now you look at the second-tier level coaches that aren't making that, there's a little bit more patience. There's a little more patience at Pine Bluff. There's more patience at Valley. I think for all corn, there's a little bit of patience, but not really considering what we've done the last six years in that regard. But I think money drives the patience, you know, the patience tree. The higher the salary, the less the patience. Brian mm-hmm. Kelly in your town making $12 million a year. Do you think there's patience there? No, there's absolutely not especially mm. after what happened last week. So I think, in my opinion, I think money drives patience when it comes to coaches. The higher-paid oh, coaches have, have less patience. Fan bases have mm. less patience.
0: Well, it's interesting. Yeah, we're we're just about out of time. Um, it, it's interesting. Some of the FCS brethren, their coaches are not paid as near much as they've paid in the SWAC, but they've had much more success Got to end it on this. Um, today's schedule quickly Texas Southern at Toledo, Savannah State at Bethune Cookman, Miles at Alabama State, All Corner at Stephen F. Austin, UAPB at Tennessee State, FAMU at South Florida, Jackson State, the game of the week at Southern University, Abilene Christian at Prairie View AM, Alabama AM hosting Lane, and Grambling State at LSU. Want to thank Coach Petaway, Willa Brown, Charles. Of course, everyone keep the conversation going until next Saturday, at <laughs> 11 a.m. Central Standard Time for another edition of the College Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Charles, I, I I'm pulling for uh, Allcorn in the tough non-conference game with Stephen F. Austin. If <laughs> yes, not don't. zero, if not zero and two, and uh, pressure will be on McNair.
1: I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree, and 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 my, in my prediction. I know the Jags are hungry. I got Jackson State winning this. We'll talk about it next week. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I, I knew that. <laughs> I, I, I knew that. quickly, we'll I, I, I quickly, I got some university winning thirty-one to twenty-one. I had six keys to victory. Don't have time to mention them, but go Jags. Right. Peace and God bless. <laughs> We'll be